I'd like for us to recap what we discussed last week before we get into this topic. Who remembers what we discussed last week? Yeah. The gospel. Good job, good job. And what is a gospel? Do we remember? Good news. Anybody else want to add some more to maybe what the gospel is? It's the good news of what? Of Jesus coming. Good job. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. So, if you don't already know, our um, our theme for the, for this month and next month is we're going back to basics, right? We want to make sure that we are talking about foundational things and the foundational building blocks that you need that are necessary for all of us as believers, as Christians, um, to grow and to continue to improve, I guess. I don't know if I really like that word too much. But uh, to get closer with the Lord, have a better understanding of who he is. Uh, we all know that the days in which that we live in um, can be very confusing sometimes. Um, and so it's important that we have these building blocks. It's important that we go back to the basics, okay? So today's topic, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about prayer and worship. Um, let me hear from a few people. What does prayer mean to you? or privately acknowledging the God that we serve. Awesome. Good, 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 good. Um, yes, you guys pretty much all hit it. Now, I will first say, right, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to the nature of prayer and all that it entails, the fact is prayer is a very broad and very deep thing, very deep topic. Um, and to be completely transparent, I know there's a lot more revelations about prayer I'm still yet to learn, still yet to understand as far as how we communicate with our Father. Um, but today, I just kind of want us to go over the basics, okay? Um, so you guys pretty much already said it, yes. Prayer 
I, I was kind of looking around for some definitions and one that really like, I think really hit for me was, um, is a relational communication of our soul with God. That's kind of a brief, like, paraphrased a bit, but essentially is what it is, right? Relational communication of our soul with God. And why our soul? What, when I say soul, what comes to your mind? Like, when, what, is, what is our soul? It's true. But soul and spirit are different. So, when I say soul, is there anything that comes up? Yeah, it's, it's an inner man, right? Each of us have a soul, each of us have a spirit. When we talk about soul, most it is referred to our will, our emotions, and our desires, right? All the things we aspire for, all the things that we dream of, our personality, all those kinds of things are kind of wrapped up into our soul, right? Um, that can go into a whole nother, <laughs> I'm trying to stay on topic here. Um, but yeah, so when we talk about soul, we're talking about the things that um, we love, the things that we want. And so this definition for me uh, was really important because when we're talking with our Father, the, the purpose of prayer is for us to be engaged in our soul, right? We talk to the Lord about our fears, our desires, um, you know, our emotions, the things that we want. Um, I feel like I'm saying the same thing in different kinds of words, but you guys understand what I'm saying, right? I think it's very important, too, that when we're talking about uh, the things of God, sometimes it's helpful to kind of think of a practical example, right? Because we talk about, okay, praying, we pray to God, we know what that is. But I kind of had to think of it on a personal level, right? If I'm having a conversation right now with, say, Cassie, and either I'm just uttering words or she's just uttering words, there isn't much relationship happening there, right? So there's, I think, what I'm trying to communicate here is that we're not talking about surface level, um, small talk, okay, when we're talking about prayer. It's very, it's a place where we engage our true selves, how we truly feel. It's a place where we can be vulnerable with the Lord. Um... I know I'm guilty of this. I'm sure maybe some of y'all are. I mean, I hope I'm not the only one, but praise the Lord if I am. But there have been times, right? Let's be real. There have been times where I'm like extremely tired and I go to like maybe a prayer meeting or maybe this might even be a meeting and we just pray. And someone will bring up a topic and I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much. Yes, we thank you. You know what I mean? Like you're just kind of saying things because you're trying to like, you're doing what they're telling you to do, but are you really engaging in prayer, right? You're just kind of mumbling off words. That's not really prayer. It's not, you know? 
And I think it's important that we acknowledge that. Um, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves getting into this routine of looking like we're praying, but it's actually not prayer, right? You're just talking to the air, right? There is a, there's something that happens when we engage our hearts, when we engage our, our minds and our, our souls with the Lord. There's something there that happens, and what that is is relationship, right? We know that we can all have small talk with an individual and never build a relationship, right? The purpose of prayer is for relationship. So when we are praying, I want all of us, this is just kind of, to keep that in mind. I know for me, again, I think because like most of you guys been raised in the church, and so sometimes we can get stuck in that kind of routine of just saying things. I have to catch myself and be like, yo, what did I just say? Do I even know what I said? Because <laughs> sometimes I'll be sitting there praying for like five minutes and I don't even know what I said. That means I wasn't engaged. I was like on autopilot. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, there's no point. There's no point. You're not truly being intentional about the words you're saying. And so when we talk about prayer, we're talking about intentional relational conversation, communication with our Heavenly Father, okay? Um, so, um, what it is not is meditation. Meditation is good. Meditation is great. The Word tells us we should meditate on His words day and night, right? It is very important that we meditate, but it's we have to remember that it's different than prayer. Prayer also doesn't have to be you opening your mouth. We know in scripture there are our, our record of folks who prayed in their heart, right? But what is important to recognize here is that their souls were engaged. It was an intentional cry, intentional conversation, right, with the Lord. So it's not meditation, it's not passive reflection. When we pray, be intentional about the words that you use, okay? And prayer should always be a safe space to have an open, true, genuine, conversation with your father that's what it should be right so i'm not sitting here to say that there's certain things you can't say absolutely not you can pray and be angry with the lord <laughs> i know i've done it okay but that's what builds relationship he knows that we deal with things he knows that we get angry he knows we get disappointed he wants to hear those things from us so Um, let's see. All right. All right. So yeah, I pretty much went through some of the different things I wanted us to talk about and worship. Also, I would say for right now, it's all kind of like prayer and worship. Okay, let me read this definition I have here. So, what I have down for worship is. Um, 
There's apparently in the New Testament a Greek word that is often translated to, um, that is used, like you see the English word worship, it's often translated into um, to fall down before or bound down, bow down before, right? So we're falling before our Father, we're bowing before our Father, we're giving Him reverence and honor. And so I'm talking about worship and, and prayer and I'm wrapping it all up into one because it's important that our hearts and our place not only are we speaking and having that relationship with our Father, but we're also um, coming to Him in humility, you know? Um, that we reverence Him because we know the God that He is. So, let's go through um, a few verses. Let's start with Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse, verses, I believe, 5 to 8. Can I have a volunteer read that one? Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 8. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, 2, 8. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 8. My title headings is prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received the reward, reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, see, we see from that scripture that there are folks, and you know, we're guilty of it too, sometimes, where you want to look like those religious folks, right? And there was a strong warning to those people. It doesn't matter the words you use, it depends on the intent of your heart. So if you're just sitting there babbling and rambling, trying to look like a religious person, God knows your heart. So you're not really praying, right? It talks about praying in secret, right? In that secret place where you have that very intimate conversation with the Lord and being real, being very real, okay? With yourselves and with Him. All right, so... Next verse, let us turn to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. Can I have... 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Alright, so from this scripture. It shares with us that in everything we should pray. In everything. You could be angry, happy, sad, depressed. Pray. Right? Prayer also, it's not, because we know it's hard. It can be hard, right, to be in that place of prayer sometimes. Because our flesh doesn't like to do it, right? We're doing these things in opposition. Um to our, our flesh likes. But we have to develop that muscle and have that relationship with the Lord, right? So even when you can be upset with him, that's a true relationship, a deep relationship where you can be angry, upset with somebody and still go to them, you know what I'm saying? And I think I know that is what I desire, and I know that's what the Lord desires of us, that relationship with us. Um, so in everything, we shouldn't worry. We shouldn't be anxious. I know that's something I personally struggle with. <laughs> Before I got called up here, I was like, oh, let me go to the bathroom. Um, you know, but he's got it, and he gives us peace when we, we are in that place, right, of just speaking with him and telling us how we honestly feel. So um, the last verse I have for us right now, let's go to uh, John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. John chapter 4. Do, 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 do. John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. Can I have a fellow read this time? Come on, guys, we need to hear from you. true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm over here like thinking about my thoughts. <laughs> um, you know, I try not to be repetitive, but 
it's so important to drive home, right? The that whenever we pray, the Lord is seeking honesty from us. He's seeking who we truly are, right? And He can discern. He knows who we are, and so He knows when we're being real and when we're not. So I just want to encourage everybody that even if you pray for five minutes, make it a quality five minutes, right? Make it intentional. Otherwise, you don't, ultimately, you don't build that relationship with the Lord and that's what this is for, <laughs> right? There are several people throughout scripture that we see. And some quick examples I can come up with is Daniel. You guys know Daniel in scripture? No? Does that ring a bell? Who is Daniel? Anything that you can think of that associated. I think I heard something. Lion. What you said? Yeah, Daniel. Daniel the lion's den, right? He was he was the gentleman, right? And you guys read the book of Daniel, it's all in there. I'm not gonna get into it today. But he's the gentleman who by God's grace was elevated and promoted, you know, to do amazing things, right, and where he was. But he was a Christian and the people around him were not they were not. Um, or I guess not Christian, but he knew the Lord. Um, and so some folks wanted to set him up, and essentially what they did was, you know, you guys can read the details, and forgive me if I'm paraphrasing this wrong, but essentially um, the folks who also worked alongside the king kind of convinced the king to create some kind of decree or rule that it's pretty much illegal to pray to God the Father, right? And Daniel had such a true relationship with the Lord that even that wasn't going to keep him from communicating with his father. So he continued to do so. And unfortunately, and the sad thing was the king didn't even know, I think is my understanding, the king didn't know. But because he said this decree, he had to stand by his own word that he wrote. So the punishment was to be thrown into the lion's den, right? He knew the risks, but still, because of his relationship with the Lord, he still continued. And we see in scripture that the Lord saved him, right? He just sat there chilling with the lions, just chilled, okay, all nights with them. Um, Hannah what comes to mind when I say Hannah baby okay okay we'll take that baby yes um, oh geez Samuel Samuel's mother is Hannah please correct me I'm pretty sure it is not Samuel I thought so. Your face. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. So, Hannah, 
again, I think we've touched this before, but we all know Hannah was in a place where he, she was barren. She wasn't giving birth, right? And it grieved her so much because the other women around her were giving birth and she really wanted to have a child. Um, and we see in scripture that she was praying so intently that even the, the, the man of God who was there thought she was drunk, right? Like she was praying so intently. And I'm not even sure that she was even speaking verbally. Like it, it was a very deep cry that she prayed, right? Um, and from that, we see that the Lord honored, honored that and did indeed give her a son, yeah? David, we all know David. David, come on, and Goliath, Goliath. All right, good, awesome. Um, yeah, man, yo, David's relationship with the Lord was wild, okay, since childhood. I mean, to the point where you worship and your clothes fall off, you don't care, you know, like, Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But I'm, I was just saying. <laughs> oh gosh, no, because I was seriously thinking just now, like I would love for my relationship to get to that point. But I'm like, I also don't run around naked. You know, it's a bit much. Um, but still, right? We understand the context of what we're trying to share here. He didn't care about anything except his relationship with the Lord. And we all know that he went through a lot of highs and lows, right? For most of his life, this man was in hiding. Just in hiding. And he didn't really, okay. I started to say he didn't do nothing wrong. But, you know, he's just as flawed as the rest of us. But he didn't do anything to anybody except the man he killed. Okay, but besides that, <laughs> um, yeah, man, he was God. He was a guy after God's own heart, um, and we know Jesus. Jesus was doing all these miraculous things, and at that point, people were coming to surround him, and there were crowds trying to pin him down, and always wanted to be with him. And it's the scripture says he withdrew. He went into that secret place. He had to leave to have that relational conversation with his father, right? Outside of all the distraction of everything else going on. So, those are just a few examples. They're all, Bible is full of examples, right? But I want us to really remember that. Um, so, in addition to this, I just felt very strongly, I hope this goes well, but I want us to do a small little activity. Um, just bear with me. Let's see, I need three chairs. 